Hello. Hello. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Interbang. How's it going? It's going pretty good. We're starting at a late recording time. The previous episode we did early afternoon, and today we're doing late at night. But I'm feeling feeling okay. We have a great history of late night recordings. Yes. Yeah. We had a fun discussions about our families and funny funny conversations prior prior to recording oh i meant i meant like historically for the episodes Mm -hmm. we we usually go into um ridiculous fits of giggles it's giggle time we'll see we'll see what comes up we'll see what strikes our fancy here sure um to kick it off i just wanted to throw out some fun maybe uh mm-hmm. would you rather scenario questions uh, all right with my work team every friday we have a little team building end of the week meeting just to cover whatever needs to be reviewed or any questions and also just like anything that you want to share so we have a lovely person who i think truly that they come up with these on their own and they're quite specific i don't know i picture him like journaling you know like it seems like questions that he would have written in like little journal that you have in your bedside table and he just kind of like rolls over and it's like oh that might work or something. do you think that keeps him up at night i just don't contemplating know. the answers for himself or he no, he no just, just a question to come up with the questions and then he just kind of writes it down leaves it at that doesn't think about any further until he brings it up yeah, for i don't know when he comes thought. up with them if it is like the morning of or at some i don't know i do get curious but okay okay here we go. I right. think they're good because you can kind of pick them apart. I'm biased because I've already had a huge group discussion. Sure. So people, we discuss this for about 15 and 20 minutes in Terabang on my team, FYI. because <laughs> so everyone's very, very invested. So just for fun, mm-hmm. here we go. first one is in no particular order. They're not related. Sure. First uh-huh. one, what would you be? And what would you do if you switched bodies with the next animal that is not a pet that you saw? And that this would the switch would last for 24 hours. So what would you be well, and what would you do if you switched bodies with the next animal that is not a pet that you saw for the first time, you know, and then it would last for 24 hours? So another animal so you first glance at. When you say first time. Is this morning, evening, afternoon? Whenever, we'll say morning, I guess. Wherever. We can just, we can just say, yeah, right when you wake up. Uh, I was going to segue into a Shakira song. <laughs> whenever, wherever. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, when I wake up, it will be birds. What birds? So uh, I think there is a red winged blackbird um, and some sparrows. So one of those. Um, that my my cat likes to stare out of stare at. Um, they they perch kind of weirdly. I have a balcony, mm-hmm. and they don't quite stand on the railing, nor do they stand on the flat portion, the horizontal surface. They kind of like clutch the edge, so their feet are vertical, and their bodies are also remain vertical. <laughs> and they also clutch on the vertical part of the bars, not the horizontal part. Oh, that's so, cool. Um, they're and then they just kind of move up and down <laughs> <laughs> like um that's a chinese pole that's what chinese it, it's a is that 
it's an it's acrobatic just... art form oh, right. yeah, and it's okay. yeah and they and that's what they do they climb up and down these vertical poles and they'll like hop between they're closely placed yes. so they can hop between them yeah they, they never go horizontal and i always find that kind of peculiar so hmm. i guess i'll be resigned to the same fate mine would be a pigeon i live right. in the city okay and i'm terrified of heights first of all so there's a really uh-huh. funny clip from family guy that begs the question of what would it be like to be a pigeon that's scared of heights so she's a pigeon like flying and like freaking out and having a panic oh, there's, p- there's pigeons on the ground all the time yeah so i would be a pigeon that would weirdly walk everywhere with my little pigeon strut mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. also i'd be that weird pigeon because i would have be my mind i think and i wouldn't be I, you know i would know what is and isn't a viable threat and i might mm. so i wouldn't like run away from people exactly Mm-hmm. So it'd be kind of like a weird pigeon in that way from the perspective of be, humans. It'd be a very like domesticated looking pigeon. I'd, yeah, it'd be you'd very get, chill. You'd get fat off of the breadcrumbs. Yeah. That they toss their away. I would away. like follow traffic signs, like traffic right. signals. And then, oh, so you're literate. Okay. Yeah. That's, I'm a, yeah. that's a big up. And I can, because when I showed my group at work, they're like, you would be like a pigeon messiah because they would all follow you because you were like, mm. this is the way. This is the way I, I connect with humans because mm-hmm. I once was one. But so it's for 24 hours, because another point to think about is, so I'm a pigeon. Does the pigeon embody me for the 24 hours? Oh, like, is it a body? Is it a full is it a Friday body swap? Mm-hmm. Um, and hmm. then when we swap back, do we, do we realize, have that connection forever of like. I mean, then you truly would be pigeon brained, right? Isn't that what pea size? <laughs> don't make this a, don't, uh, don't put me, don't pigeon would, hold, don't, don't pigeon hold me. <laughs> Well, with the pigeon, right, with its its pea-sized brain, how would it operate in a world where its brain is about a thousand times the size of its original brain? Would mm. it just be able to um, like work on like mathematical equations like sensory off the bat? Right. It'll be the greatest philosopher that we'll ever have, yes. but it can only yeah. communicate via pigeon talk. Like- it? Code because they've trained pigeons you know with the yeah pigeon. and i mean they, they're famously they some trained ones can fly home homing pigeons mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um i guess you'd be pigeon toed in the meantime <laughs> uh as you as you kind of like waddle across uh the the city mm-hmm. but I would be a Parisian pigeon. I would right. fashion myself a little beret to wear and I okay. would be playing chess in like the park in the public parks and one of the big chesses or the tiny chess sets like the tabletop ones smaller because i need to to move with my beat i thought i thought you would be um like master pigeon you know the the big ones that like toddlers have to carry (laughs) no (laughs) with your with your tiny little claws you'd like bring out of a rook and just bring it across the board (laughs) shark bait (laughs) (laughs) all right good one um and terabang I don't know what it'd be for you, but I know for someone on my team, it was like a spider because they have like, sometimes they have a spider. The first thing they see in the morning is a spider. Yeah. Cause they like go into their garage oh, their okay. cars, or something. There's okay. a spider or um, someone said roadkill. They <laughs> go out for a walk. And I'm like, I don't know if that would count. Uh, would the, uh, would the, sometimes the roadkill is not in one piece. So would you be both pieces? Uh, I don't know. I don't or know. multiple pieces, one leg. Could be tragic either way Brutal. all right so question number two mm. would you rather have an invisible fly buzz around you forever 
mm-hmm. or forever have to sing a three to four minute song of your choice every time you use a door. I'll say it one more time. Would you rather have an invisible fly buzz mm-hmm. around you forever or forever have to sing a three to four minute song of your choice every time you use a door? So it doesn't have to be the exact same song. You can interpret it that way. Yes, I would say. And when you sing it's a song is of it, your choice every is time. It internally singing or like full out, belt. It's out loud. It's out loud. I don't know the volume level. Because I think I think I'll take the second one because I don't mind singing. Well, I was thinking if you're talking or something, you could just do like singing out loud. Like you just sing your thoughts out loud or something. Or if you're having a conversation with someone, you just start singing what you're saying. And that's technically a song of your choice, maybe. Okay. I was also thinking in the fashion of like a meditation song. Sometimes it's literally just one note. Um you know that's and smart. so people would think that you're just trying to like focus on something uh so i was like okay i can probably do that but for every door so what about like a revolving door are you opening that door if you're just kind of going in a quarter circle it's or half use a door degrees? not open use a door use a door <laughs> so if you're a waiter going into the, out of the kitchen of this restaurant <laughs> B, yes, yes. I don't know if it has to restart. Yeah, I don't know if it restarts <laughs> if you keep going and using doors. B, I guess. B, I guess. Just keep skipping like a CD. Um, for me, the fly thing, because I don't know if it would land on you or not. Like, if it lands on me, I'm done. I, I don't. I would. It would bother me too much. But you don't know. Can you hear the fly, or it's just yeah, you hear there? it? You just it's just, it's invisible, and only okay. you can hear it. And it's just flying around, and I feel like it would be you know it would move around. And I don't know if you I know your ears can adjust to like block certain things up. I don't know if it I don't know if it could adjust that, but especially if it touches me, I wouldn't like it. And also, if it's a fly, it's invisible. I'd freak out that if it's not touching me, it's like what if it's on my food or in my drink or something? It's getting making things dirty. I think I'd just be construed as crazy because I'd be like, do you see this fly? It's there. I promise you, but no one else can hear it. Yeah. And Cause would be like, oh, I'm sorry. I can't hear you. Can you repeat that? I hear a buzzing. I mean, some people with tinnitus, they hear a constant ringing that no one else can hear. Yeah, it's true. Uh, but, but it's constant. It's not like dynamically changing depending if, you know, the fly is buzzing near their right ear, their exactly. left ear, the binaural effect. I don't know if the ears could adjust to block that out. Um, yeah, so I think I'd rather prefer singing mm-hmm. if it's if it's monotone or if it's like you know a little more uh, you know vibrant than that. Um, yeah, I don't mind singing, and maybe I could become like a professional singer, or maybe I just get so tired of singing. Uh, what happens if you have a sore throat? You still have to sing. What happens when you're yeah. ill? And I don't you know lose if humming voice? counts either. Yeah, if you have to compromise to humming. I mean, your um, what voice if, what get, if, my voice would get very tired, I think, at the end of the day. Um, if you lose your voice, uh, are you still singing? Like, can you can you kind of, like, mouth the words? Like, maybe. What if you had to carry on a little, a little mini, a little mini block and spiel or a little, like, a little recorder? You had to, like, play a song instead. I mean, a little, a little, a little, a little harmonica. I kind of, like, 
use my hands to kind of like beat out a rhythm whenever I feel like it, regardless if it's playing out loud or if it's in my head. So some people, they probably already think I'm insane when I'm <laughs> uh, tapping out like the Top Gun theme, <laughs> which mm-hmm. I've seen recently. And um, yeah, and, and so maybe because music is just in my blood. I think I think I'll have to go with that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Terabang. Which one choose. and why and what conditions are you imposing? Yeah, let us know. Let us know uh, if you want to comment on the episode. Uh, be curious. Um, I have a question. Hmm. <laughs> uh, uh, this is purely just because I'm looking at my screensaver, which is just bubbles. What kind of bubble would you be? I'm thinking, I'm thinking like, are you, are you like a soap bubble that a child has blown in the bubble bath? Or how about like a sea foam bubble? Or what if you are a bubble from like, uh, you know, the ISS, you know, I guess that's technically a, a, a blob of water. If you, I mean, it could be a, a bubble of air too. I'd want to be the um, bubble that is represents like fart bubble in this no but similar it'd be like the burp (laughs) bubble that just gives you Uh, immense relief after it's it's, it's like that big one that big Uh, one not the little one you're like oh mm, no it's the one that just like kind of just feels like it clears everything everything and it's it it doesn't give you that awful aftertaste in your mouth okay it's just oh the the rare ones yeah yeah it's just a clean is it loud loud but not smelly it's more of like a no silent but deadly yeah yeah it's just more just a release still talking farts (laughs) oh i'm thinking about burps that's the kind of bubble i would be um what what bubble would would i be i don't know i don't know what bubble i would be maybe like a bubble from like a a slug (laughs) as a mucus just kind of uh you know they leave in the trail they're on a leaf forever i guess i don't know actually that's not no um what about those plastic bubbles that uh, did you have those toys growing up oh the sticks environmentally they're not great but yeah it's like you have a tiny straw it's it almost looks kind of like those stirring sticks you have for like a coffee it's like a very hollow thin tube and i think you like dip it in some kind of solution but it's not an actual like soap bubble solution it's like some kind of plastic thing you blow the bubble and um, out of this like hollow tube and then there's like this bubble that you can hold that won't like pop necessarily just because you're touching it unlike oh. soap bubbles and then sometimes there are whole yes. forms but you just kind of pinch it a little bit so the plastic film comes together and so your bubble can remain intact for just a little bit more um so i was thinking about that even though environmentally is probably not s- sound and i am sure that the thing is permeable at some point so i feel like the air would disappear eventually um so i have i like ran away to get my keychain i thought you're talking about oh these. yes oh okay so Let's michelle see, there's a is bubble. i'm showing stephanie on my screen in turban there is so it's kind of it's not quite like bubble. a lava tube oh you're talking level bubble yeah yeah um so These michelle toys. has a little toy where it's uh two liquids have different densities so when you and and there's like a little glitter or something in, inside mm-hmm. so um then the two liquids of different densities they're colored differently one is clear one is blue so when you um turn 
orient one like upside down then the liquids move so that the heavier one is on the bottom no matter what orientation you've got and um as the two liquids are re uh, adjusting there is a tiny little bubble of air that is just kind of blobbing up and down and technically i guess you could use it as a level bubble uh, <laughs> to make sure that your uh, uh surface is- surfaces are level you know what that's a very practical thing i highly respect that this, this, i never uh, thought of it to use it for choice. that purpose it was more just i loved having this as a as a kid as a toy <laughs> And I decided to get it as a keychain attachment. Sure. I don't think you're wrong. Um, I was talking about, um, have you ever played with these hollow tubes where you inflate a bubble, but it's made out of like some kind of plastic film? No, no, no I, I heard that part. Sorry, and you, can pinch, yeah. and you yeah. can pinch the holes together. Yes. And then it'll, are, it'll be like cool. a, yeah. a small beach ball or something. Yep. Because I thought first you're talking about this. I was like, oh, right. I have it. But no, right. I know. Yeah, that also is a cool Yours is um, so cool too. It's been a while since I saw those. I'm sure they're not great for the environment, but hey, better while the fun lasts. A bubble gum also, but I cannot blow bubbles from above. Bubble can, gum to save my life. Yeah, yeah. And they're so ephemeral. It's they, kind of gross too, and it gets too big and it pops in your face, and you're like, well, I don't want to. Yeah. Use that again. It's a good question though. All right. Last question. Mm. we have this is for fun um <laughs> this was this week's would you rather live with a barnyard of animals in your house or live in a barn with the animals i'll say it one more time would you rather live with a barnyard of animals in your house or live in a barn with the animals have a barnyard of animals in your house then it's called Animal House by George Orwell. Uh, but also that implies that Anim- you have Animal more... Farm. Animal House is a comedy, National Lampoon comedy. That's Great. Really funny. Even <laughs> even better. Even so better. Because Animal Farm is kind of grim. <laughs> Some crazy fusion of the two would be. Animal House by George Orwell, though. Yeah. I, I think it'd be kind of crossover that would be a dystopic, crazy, hell of a great, but also hazing time. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure for every all parties involved. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that the house option because it implies that you have more to your house than just the barnyard of like animals. Starter kit animals, or is it like is it just home? chicken? Is yeah. it is it horse plus cow? Yeah. Um, I mean, either way, I think you have to deal with the manure, right? Yeah, the, the waste. And like, do you try to like house train them, or it's just like this is what it is? Do you have Do you have staff to help? Because I don't know if I could manage all the animals. Well, if you're managing barn animals, you probably do have some staff if you have okay. enough. I would think fresh milk every day. Great milk and eggs. Yeah, milk and eggs. Sometimes mm-hmm. cheese. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um yeah well i mean regardless you get all the 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 animal products produce uh but i think i think the house option because ideally you'd have windows and air conditioning and if your house oh, is so the, enormous i know in some barns they have those like climate controlled rooms where you can store okay. feed or supplies in sure i don't know if that's really counting because it's like i feel like in order to count you have to be like sleeping and living among the animals yeah, 
whether it's in a house or a barn. Okay. When you know. say sleeping and living, like you can't sleep in a different room. That's like special. Like that's very unique and different from where are you're you like, sleeping. Are you you're sleeping in like the haystacks with them? Is that yeah, what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. Because like regardless, like, the, the whole like, climate controlled room in the barn wouldn't count because that's like pretty much its own house room. You got to be like sleeping out like, in with the in the hay or whatever, nestled okay. up. Okay, sure. Um, can I sleep in like the loft? Yeah. Yeah, I, d- I just don't want to be there when they accidentally poop. Sure. You know, <laughs> I think that's a valid concern. I'm not sure how many animals get, poop in their sleep. You don't want to get like, trampled either. Right. On accident. You know, um, but if, if my presence is required, then sure. I mean, but either way, it sounds like a house is nicer because you got the kitchen like there, whereas you have to you walk have, like, across. You have a nice patio, indoor, outdoor, outdoor patio, yeah. sliding doors to allow. I don't see any downside to having the animals in the house if, I'm you know, you have other mess. features in the house. I mean, but you have help. Mm-hmm. And it's not like they're roaming free around, you know, every single room. They're in the barnyard section of the house, True. right? I mean, if you if you are so inclined, you can let them have free reign over the rest of the house, but uh, it's not a requirement. I feel like your question is not very well. What did a lot of people have to say about this question? It's kind of what I just disco- what I just covered of like most people were leaning more towards. Oh, that's right. It went to a different turn because I was like, I had the stipulation saying, well, I, I don't, I'm not comfortable being near goats or horses. Okay. Just their energy kind of throws me up a little bit. Okay. So we started kind of nitpicking the animals. That okay. Would be, most people were with the house choice. Okay. But then it started becoming of like, well, which animals specifically though? Cause that's kind of a game changer. Are they, are the animals all segregated or are they kind of um by species or are they just kind of all in yeah because someone, someone asked is this like a noah's ark situation or just like <laughs> chickens <laughs> that's very different i don't know i guess you could have you would need to have some kind of pens order mm-hmm. or else the bully bigger animals could steal the food from the other animals or something i mean but they eat different things i mean not all the time Sometimes they're somewhat similar. Feet. I mean, I guess goats eat everything. Exactly. Pigs, yeah, like, perhaps. That's why, that's why I don't want any goats. Part of why. I mean, I feel like goats can eat all my leftovers. Yes. I'd be okay with that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't Ch- see chicken, a downside. Chicken, chicken eat a lot of leftovers. And I can eat the chicken. So, full circle of life, baby. <laughs> uh. So, yeah. Interrupting, whatever your answer is, love to hear it. Just some fun. So there's four four fun questions for you there. Um, what else is going on? I wanted not hypothetical, but we in the past we've kind of talked about kind of like philosophical life questions. Mm-hmm. So my pathway through this is. We'll link it in the episode, but I came across a interview video series with the musician Lenny, Lenny Kravitz uh, okay. for like the Oprah channel, I think it was. And it was 
the premise of the short video clip was about like what drives him to be so successful in life and so like his motivation and he cited a like a story from when he was a young child and he lived with his grandfather who really molded him as a person Mm -hmm. and it's just a story of like how his grandfather like for whatever reason made him get out of bed really early and like go do some you know manual labor in the yard like dig up Mm -hmm. something or something like that bothered him as a kid he's like we could hire they were like well off enough to hire someone to do it or like this doesn't make any sense there's machines that can do character it was one of those but the grandfather's point was you need to learn how to follow through or something Mm -hmm. because you because the process had like individual steps whatever Mm -hmm. the process was specifically and it was the idea of follow through with the definition by the grandfather being his grandfather being you know that to make sure that each step of something is done to a high enough standard for you so that Mm -hmm. your end product will be excellent quality Mm -hmm. and so he said that's always like been the back of his mind whenever he's putting together albums or any kind of projects that he just spends a lot of time going through each step instead of just breathing through things so now seeing that follow through and then if you keep up with sports and Terabang and Stephanie, you know, Wimbledon and tennis just happened um, at the time of recording. And I think especially in, in more than one, more than just tennis, but in sports with your stroke, with how you, you know, a real big thing in performing well is follow through on your action to either swing the tennis racket or swing the baseball bat, swing the golf club. But even in ballet and dance, it's covered of like, you must, even if you're not physically moving your body, you must mentally do some kind of follow through to really complete the movement and like return and, you know, refine your center of balance. So I just want to talk about follow through, if you would care to join me in Terbing and Stephanie. And I guess an approach of how you feel about it, because we talked about procrastination, we talked about burnout um, in the past, but follow through is something that I've, I always feel like I sometimes forget to do, like even simple sports, but also just like when I approach projects and I might end up procrastinating and not having enough time to really do that follow through to make sure everything's really nice to my liking not taking the time to have like those iterative process, iterative cycles to like look at everything. It's also different from follow up to, I was thinking yesterday. How do you define the difference between yeah. follow what is Yeah, follow, follow through versus follow up. Because I'll oftentimes message people at work saying, hi, I'm just following up for an update on this request. But am I following through by sending that follow-up message do you define this follow-through as the actual completion or is follow sorry do you mind repeating that you just you, you cut out at the beginning do you define follow-through as the completion of a task or even just the act of keeping tabs on something is considered follow-through follow is like the complete so I think you're following and follow, up. And follow up is a specific action. It's just a little node. So I think when you follow up with someone, right, you're part of the process, like the bulk part 
uh, in which that you have, you know, like, um, say you're creating a list, you've put this list together, but now you need to pass this list off to person B. Okay, then person B has to do something and then pass to person C and then C is perhaps the last, you know, has the last activity that they need to do. So if you contact person B, if they've done their part, you follow it up. Mm-hmm. And then once person, you know, and you contact person C, likewise, for the same purpose. And then once person C has completed, you know, the, the task is complete. Um, but I think... You've done your part prior to pa- uh, you know, passing it to per- person B. I think you followed through with your part and you're going above and beyond in order to make sure that the task for the big, the group as a whole with you, person B and person C is complete. And I think. Um, it's, it's to me, it's a bit more because like, and I think of just like the tennis stroke. So when you want to hit up a tennis ball with a tennis racket, in order to just hit it, you just have to have a starting position at a certain mm-hmm. distance and you swing. And then once you make contact like with impact, the ball, yeah. I mean, you hit the ball already. Like the main objective is there, but to really allow that nice extension and better movement and better control. And also it's kind of better for your body to comp- just complete the motion. It's recommended that you follow through. So even after you've hit the ball, made contact, you continue moving your body and the racket to a whole other different body position to allow the momentum to like come to a better complete stop with your example. It got me thinking of, you know, it's being thorough. How is that different? That's what I'm trying to think, but I like the word like, Oh, that's just being, yeah. Following up is being. I think it perhaps it changes when you go to a bureaucratic corporate setting. Like I have just, mentioned uh perhaps follow through also just a spelling of like of thorough and through it's just like terrible for non-english speakers i i struggle with it too and then you go to thoroughbred horses no yeah exactly throughout throughout is another and even for people who aren't even dyslexic it's a terrible minefield um to navigate there speaking of um is that minefield or a bind field i think the original one was mine as in like a a coal mine right but when you're in your usage just now was that m-i-n-d because that's kind of that that's kind of cool uh sure what would be in this mind field of yours flowers no it, it it's be... navigating thorough through throughout and thoroughbred Right. Combining minefield and mind field because it's the minefield existing in your mind. Would of... you would you have a mind map to navigate through the mind field? Um, or is the field just fairly straightforward, but you can't really see the topography the, because it's all kind of flat, but there's little unseen hills, uh, like little ant hills that are hidden amongst the grass. I'm delving too deep into this metaphor. I, start, um, I started it. You can blame me. <laughs> but back to follow through. Back to follow right. up. I don't know. If right. It's just crossing my mind. If it's something that I I really like to do, and it's something that I don't think about doing, if, it requires you to think a little bit more outside the box, I feel. Again, going back to that example with the tennis racket, 
because you're like, I already, I did the job. I did the job, but no, this, this is going that it's stepping back a little bit and knowing that you can actually, you know, continue doing an action to make the whole execution better. And that takes this level of awareness and insight. Does it have to be, I'm trying to think if follow through applies to a group setting or is it just solely based on the individual, individual. themselves? Like you said, with the athletic application, it's one person doing the whole spin. You know, if it's a roundhouse kick, they're, they're going full 360, right? It's not both people. It's like, if you get hit, do you go full 360? No, right? Um, I mean, so, it's getting into, it's getting into, yeah, into physics, into the mechanics a bit. Right. So remind me what your original question was again, so I can try and readdress that. Follow through. What about it? What, what does it resonate for you at all? Does it resonate with me? I think I'm a thorough individual. Like when I do things, your knitting. Pro- things, I can bear witness. I, I can witness that your it's knitting project somewhat annoying even to me because if I see a mistake, most because you time, just don't you can't because you, know, you don't go, you don't it. rush into it. You have your thorough planning. Oh my god, it's so frustrating. Sometimes step. I can't I can't even sleep because I have all these ideas and I need to like plan out the measurements. For it's the- also a commitment. It's a commitment or a promise to maybe an idea you have about how to do something. So like, for example, Stephanie's in a project. She wants to do something. She, oh, that'd be cool to have this shape of sleeve or this particular pattern. You might have that in the beginning, right? Mm-hmm. But following through is you actually fully committing and executing that to the end. Okay. For whatever reason, you could have had like 10 ideas on how you want to do a certain project. Mm-hmm. But you decide to follow through. Yeah. So it's also committing. It's promising to an idea or an intention throughout the process. And if you have to abandon the project halfway, is that necessarily always a loss? Because maybe sometimes there's a good reason for abandoning things. And, and sure, sometimes you unsatisfying still, at the time. And sometimes you're not you, yeah, you shouldn't it. swing at every ball um you know pick and choose your battles right you can't um always win so maybe sometimes but oftentimes you'll swing you'll 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 still kind of swing but you intentionally will miss you know just to not you know stunt the physical or even or by the time you've decided to swing it may be just a little bit late i don't know but do you still follow through with even a late hit with the baseball yeah, do you do it just to practice example. every attempt i make i will do 100 percent and follow through on even if it is not doesn't make contact i think that's a good practice in theory i think, you know, I think in that theory is, and then but in actuality is it a way is it a waste of resources i don't know it depends what how you know successful you're trying to be i guess you know some people always bring their a game and sure great respect but depends how committed you want to be i guess and how quickly you can recharge and recover your refractory period you know what i think the refractory period is probably the most important to me i mean being thorough yes great but having that initial shock of you know something not going your way that's i find some people 
a lot of people tend to wallow in there because you could have that but like you could have that perfect first swing but if mm -hmm. you don't reposition and get back into prepared Mm -hmm. for the second go Mm -hmm. then you're just what you're just frozen after after a single swing then those 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 one hit wonders in the music industry yeah a little bit you know um is it following up following through with their you know a second great hit or something um I think it'd be follow-up actually in that case but still um I think it's important to have a reduce your refractory period so you can kind of respond yes create something new after that and like be able to adjust yourself off and get back into the the metaphorical game and I have experience with people who just tend to linger and it's not like they're lingering because they're analyzing what they could have done wrong if they do that i understand but they're just lingering lingering on a self-pity and just frustration Mm. i'm like no you're just digging yourself into a deeper hole you're wallowing a little bit yeah and and you're making it harder for yourself to get back in just think deal with it later but maybe it's just a different type personality or mentality uh so it must take all sorts to make the world go around so i'm sure i don't have the you know end all be all correct perspective but that's what works for me you know it may not work for everyone else uh but yeah maybe maybe that's why i am thorough <laughs> because uh like with the knitting example if you mess up like if i'm sleepy and i keep knitting and then it's very easy to slip up and, and mess up then i have to like undo my stitches i can't rip out the knitting like when i say rip out let's take the needles off and then just pull out the string and then return to the original place some people do that but then it's devilishly hard to resume where you have picked off because your needles need to be slid back into every single loop correctly and that may not always happen so you have to nitpick at each one individually and just work backwards and it's sometimes often takes longer than knitting forwards so with that example i think of also if we're following through you have to have a global mindset and all, global you know you're thinking of the whole thing of the whole the big knitting picture project, the big picture sure. even while you're doing each individual stage sure. whenever you're doing each individual stage I mean, you don't have to be like a thousand percent focused on it but you need to be a certain threshold of focus or else like you said you could slip up mm-hmm. and, and, and and mess up at a certain stage so it's you're doing step x whatever number mm-hmm. but in the back of your mind you have that vision of what the whole thing is going to look like mm-hmm. otherwise you just be yeah if you're just knitting the right sleeve and you just start you start to forget on what dimension or what size it needs to be right and you're like oh wait this is going to be so your right big. sleeve could be longer than your left exactly sleeve or wider or something you you're like oh no 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 so you have to be thinking keeping in mind yeah. of the left sleeve yep yeah and all yeah and um especially when you design right sometimes your your plans don't turn out like your actual the theory does not look like that reality of the situation, right? So sometimes when you plan something on Excel, you're like, oh, I'd like it to be like this wide and this long. Um, but when you knit it, like depending on the type of yarn, it could be a little finicky to work with and it could shrink compared to what you've planned nicely on your Excel table. Mm-hmm. So you have to make some modifications on the spot, whether it's from your own 
design from your brain or if you're taking and adapting someone else's um it's it's an interesting process to me because you have to account for that because not every design suits every individual um and sometimes you, you create something and then at the end is only the time you can see the final product and you're like oh that's not how i want it at all but then by that time you've done so much that you can't unpick every single stitch so then maybe you're like uh you have to decide if you want to just keep it give it away throw it in the back of your closet never to be seen again or if you will take upon this challenge and plan for a second iteration an improved one if you will uh with certain modified changes where you're happy with it so you know sometimes you gotta make that choice but i don't know if that's really following through i think that's more of follow up maybe it's both i intentionally said those two phrases because i intend those are i don't like this question (laughs) personalized (laughs) it's a tough one it's a tough one i'm sorry it's tough but i don't know it's been on my mind a little bit um i like this minefield what do you think of the mind field versus mind field yeah do you imagine your mind field being a mine field as well well when you're when you're dealing with things like through thorough etc uh-huh yeah walking on eggshells is a minefield when you're in that having to deal with like not not, not don't want to say the wrong things somebody walk on legos i think that's kind of an equally tough situation yeah spiky mines like what kind of mines are we talking mine sweeper um yeah that's what that's what i originally was thinking about for like minefield mm. um or is it like a diamond mine like you've really hit upon something uh something quite valuable or coal mine i mean that's quick and dirty <laughs> kind of, i mean i guess coal the formation is a very long uh paleolithic pro- process so perhaps not quick but definitely quite dirty uh you know you can make charcoal and like wonderful art out of said charcoal with coal or power some electricity <laughs> with it or just get a lovely fire going uh <laughs> I'm, I'm lost in my mind field right now let's, let's set up our music let's share our music <laughs> oh music. right okay <laughs> so in Terabang, uh time for this episode it is kind of middle of the summer the warm season where we're at so kind of individually and collectively we kind of came up with some i think we do this pretty much every summer we did this podcast kind of like tropical house (laughs) (laughs) yep i I really think it's about because we're nearing our we're nearing our two-year anniversary i remember that one was kaigo and like the black eyed peas shakira song i know we did the same thing last year wow it's, just, it's that I time i didn't register that year right it's You're that time of year i don't think any of these are repeats yeah. maybe uh, the kygo one it might be i a think kygo but we'll get into it yeah <laughs> we got a couple we should probably just sync those together because they're all kind of like the same chill like chill step tropical house music <laughs> uh i'll start i have two to start out with uh, first one is Butterfly by Crazy Town. It is really popular in the early 2000s. Um, 
I don't even know. I mean, it's kind of has the same ranking as like bittersweet symphony. Like when you hear it, you know, it of just like, you get stuck in your head. It kind of has a little bit of a, I don't want to say Caribbean vocal style to it, but it has something like that. And uh, it's definitely like a very rhythmic. Yeah. Also, Uh, I like how it, culturally um, immortalizes Sid Vicious Sid Vicious okay uh Sid Vicious and and so that's a name I haven't heard in a while yeah (laughs) Sid Vicious and the famous couple yes um anyways uh Sid Vicious from Sex Pistols but that's like a lyric so how does it oh because I just mentioned the lyric in there yeah and that's how we can remember Sid and Nancy being like Bonnie and Clyde Uh, gotcha but I don't know, it's got a good groove to it. Great for driving. Um, definitely a bounce. That's what I was thinking of. It definitely okay. has a side to side bounce to it. Okay. Okay. But also this ethereal feel to it, which is so common during that era of like learning all these new electronic sounds. You know, like okay. shares believe and stuff, or it's like in Madonna's music and all. I mean, just that era, I think, was cool because they were discovering. With like the, synth sort of the stuff. synth, yeah, the development of computers, and we talked about it gotcha. with like you know Daft Punk and stuff of like around that computerized time, computerized vocoder sort of auto tuny. Just so many sounds. different sounds could come out now. Um, sure, and a lot of exploration. So starting out with Butterfly, My Crazy Town. Cool. I don't know any of their other songs. I have no idea. I'm sure they had other songs, but that's kind of been a staple. Okay, for that era. The next is a remix. Uh, of the song Hey Now by the group London Grammar. That's definitely more of a chill step. I I like the group. Definitely the lead singer has kind of a siren-esque voice. So mm-hmm. they put it well. I like the song Hey Now. For me, my relationship with it. So uh, it's been a topic we might do later on of commercials i really like perfume commercials mm-hmm. uh just i can like, attest to this she has shown me quite a few just the aesthetic of them and they're like beautiful little films because they're just their sole focus is to make you feel a certain way to convince you to buy a glass bottle of smelly stuff um, i would be intrigued for this episode because i actually have something to contribute <laughs> yes <as well. laughs> yes um, or i think we just talked about like just really convincing commercials that you kind of like you forget it it sells like the brand it sells it, it at least lifestyle. makes you think about like yeah yeah and you're like but it's just a car why do i care but i'm and now i'm obsessed i must have I love I these must. got these hamsters <laughs> <laughs> yeah um so hey now was using one of the dior perfume j'adore commercials that starred charlie's uh-huh. on that i really liked also because she's doing like aerial silks which i do um, mm-hmm. I mean, it's very glamorized, but whatever it's mm-hmm. been. And then um, one of my aerial teachers, she did a really cool solo performance to a whittle down acoustic version of it. And it was oh, this just, song, this, hey this song, song. It was just Ooh. the isolated lyrics okay. of the song. And then she overlaid like thunder noises and rain noises. And it was kind of this had a lot of open that must space. be like very nice and atmospheric i was gonna say and it was a trapeze solo a static trapeze solo so it was like 
there'd be these like heavy silences and she would just kind of have these really amazing power static, like one arm hangs mm-hmm. and just be floating in the air. And then the, the, the voice would come back on and it was just mm. really echoey sounding and really cool and open. Um, but this remix Job, J-O-B-E, um, I think is a nice kind of a chill set version um has a good steady drive moving forward i feel Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i think that's the thing that kind of separates it from the original version that that steady drives otherwise it's i mean ethereal is great don't get me wrong we mentioned quite a few of them in our previous Mm -hmm. playlist but i think just for this particular summary playlist um i also am resonating with this extra additional added um rhythm uh drive to this uh which kind of segues into uh the next song by sigrid don't kill my vibe um have you heard this song michelle i don't know if i had when it came out like, um, so sigrid's but... voice is very it's like dream pop-ish yeah yeah um she's got this kind of like high-pitched uh maybe high pitch is not the right word but I mean, again, maybe like another siren, sort of, but different from Florence and the Machine in London Grammar. And um, it's got a lovely rhythm kind of driving the dreaminess forward. So it's got some direction and not just kind of um, all holy reverb, holy reverb. Um, and I think it's 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 uh, the message of the song. I usually don't listen to the lyrics, but this one, it's like... Um, just kind of standing up for what you believe in as cliche as it may sound i just really need it don't don't kill my vibe yeah so don't ran, really don't ran my parade. yeah coming on my shuffle earlier this week oh that's cool so i was like yeah i i need to hear that right now it's sometimes it's just one of those perfect moments where you're like ah thank you shuffle it's yeah. much needed um and then after that uh we've got the aforementioned kaigo song um everyone's probably heard it at this point it's the kaigo whitney houston um higher love i think steve winwood originally wrote higher love right uh but i have heard i think his daughter saying that uh it was great but i think i really like this remix one that kaigo took with um whitney's vocals and I, th- I don't think her thing was actually released before hand her version and then i think so, her I, I have family or estate I have, hist- I have a history here so yeah in its original form higher love was recorded and co-written by you were correct steve winwood yeah it hit number one and earned the grammy for record of the year in 1986 and so the, the singer was steve winwood at the time he sang and co-wrote it yes right okay and then whitney houston covered it at a right. concert in tokyo in 1990 but it wasn't professionally recorded in a studio, was it? She did it for her third album. Okay. She re- she did a, a, a okay, okay. recording. Yeah. So. And then I think his, her family eventually approached Kaigo's management and was like, can you make this f- fresh, modern? And I think he said yes uh, and, and chopped it up and added uh, his iconic he like takes the voices uh, or each each segments of the song and then corresponds them to different keys on his uh, little MIDI keyboard. 
And so that's why he can do the ba ba da ba da, um, which is like I guess bits that she's saying, but just like chopped up into just that one. Yeah, and he'll make it kind of echo. Yeah, at the reverb, part of the music itself. And you know, he's got this lovely driving aspect rhythm to it and uh i i just really love it it's all her single track voice he just splices it up so when you hear it it's kind of sounds like you know someone's like in the shower singing and it's like the different echoes coming out yeah whenever i'm listening to it i'm just vibing it's just a great song um i put it on a boat ride once and everyone loved it and i was like oh that's that's when you know that you said that's always cool that's like a dj recommendation when not a single person is like just sitting still i'm like oh yes great mm-hmm. feeling uh and then next to that we've got um i guess in the ve- same vein of like um taking old songs and remix them to give them a slightly more modern feel um we've got the elton john and dua lipa song called cold heart um it's the p-n-a-u Pinau Pinau remix um and it's got a bunch of it's like a medley of elton songs um what's the one rocket man i think it's going to be a long long time that one mixed with uh, yeah a bunch of different ones but she's she's like kind of bridging several bits of his voices from different songs um giving it the i don't know how to describe her her tone but she's giving it her dua lipa vibe (laughs) adding adding that i guess chill effect to to elton john's like classic hits and and there's like a there's an all-encompassing beat that's kind of like holding this piece together you know as it's as it's transitioning from one elton john song to another uh, and bridging it all yeah i don't know it's it's great i think it's a nice nice tune i know definitely a boat party song as well is it yeah okay yeah i uh, and then that if that's something one, you do in terribing often go on boat, day boat, boat parties. parties i mean even if it's a land boat <laughs> your car oh okay i was like what do you mean just that's, standing okay. on, the boat on the on the land okay <laughs> not, a, not, yeah, not, not not a kayak not a single or double kayak yeah an, or an inflatable inflatable uh paddleboard but it's yeah. it's my it's not my a swan boat it's my a, stationary paddleboard aka my ottoman <laughs> just kind of stand on it from time to time <laughs> you know play the floor is lava but it's it's lava the ottoman is lava proof <laughs> i'll go on a magic carpet ride with my carpet and just stationary <laughs> uh you know, you could have the TV or the the computer going with the the little <laughs> drone skates as it's moving, and then so it looks you 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 think that you're traveling, but you know you're in the sad state that you're stationary. Um, okay, the next song. <laughs> moving on <laughs> is uh, "Easy Love" by Sagala. Again, another lovely modern take on uh, an older song. Um, what's the abc one two three is it jackson five or just yeah okay yeah um so sagala is a dj who has um taken that song chopped it up a bit just like sort of kaigo has thrown in you know some tropical vibes i'm I'm thinking like a synth or marimba sounding thing um as it's like following up the the melody of 
the ABC one two three song. What is the name of this ABC one two three song? It's ABC. Is it just called ABC? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, one two three is also in the lyrics too. But it's, yeah, the song itself is called ABC by the Jackson. And then Club. I think the tempo is like, you know, uh, increased a little bit just to give it a little more, um, I guess, upbeat. I mean, it's a, it's already an upbeat song, but it feels a little bit faster. Like you've had a little bit of Red Bull. <laughs> uh when when you listen to it but it's it's a, it's a nice it's a nice one to like, kind of like stand up and jiggle around to uh so that's great and then another sagala song the last one of this group um of this playlist is called sweet lovin and it's featuring bryn christopher and i always confuse easy love and sweet lovin when i'm trying to recall which one i'm my brain has a little earworm for and it's often thinking sweet lovin but for whatever reason easy love comes up first and um what what to say about this it's catchy it's it doesn't take uh i don't think it uses an older song it's it's like an original right yeah um yeah but it's it's a good song you've probably heard it on the radio if you've been listening in the past five years at some point in the summer i mean i've listened to bbc radio one so maybe it's a niche thing but you said that you heard it too right so maybe it it's not just a, a uk a exclusive more of an elevated thing. flying feeling okay um, so magic carpet i feel like it's more yeah it feels like more you're soaring gopro faster GoPro with the drone speed yeah and Racing i think that's drone. why in the music video they have a bunch of like roller skating people like Do they? Flying through not the air. okay and like yeah so Definitely Imagine you're on a racing drone and you're just buzzing around like a little bee. Um, I feel like definitely like you're fly. flying, yeah, kind of like you're okay, yeah, cruising through, yeah, like, like, so like you're a little drone just cruising through the beach, winding through under umbrellas and all that, and yeah, cruising on, t- just touching the tips of the waves. Um, would you be creating? Would you be like parting the waves, kind of? A little bit with your yeah it'd be really right great sides. if you're into kite surfing or paragliding yes. or something yeah do you think those people when they do that can they listen to music or like for safety they're not supposed to it's not good for safety you don't want to run into somebody or something oh. yeah what if you have like have you heard of those bone conduction headphones i got one from my father um yeah uh so like it's not like it's in your ear it's more like it's contacting your cheekbone and the you know vibration sounds will conduct to your inner ear what the the part that listens uh oh my god i can't think of it membrane what's it called the tympanic membrane tympanic membrane where your eardrum eardrum okay (laughs) yeah um yes so it'll conduct and make its way to like the eardrum the hammer hammer the stirrup you know the the little ear bones in your body ossicles yeah ossicles yes um and so it's it's an effective thing, but maybe if you're doing crazy stunts like kite surfing, perhaps your your bone conduction phones would fall off. Unless perhaps you've taped it to your face, which I don't know how comfortable that is, but it's doable. My point is, uh, if you haven't rigged up a stereo system on your kite, <laughs> perhaps. Well, you, it has to be waterproof too, right? In certain certain uh, situations. I mean, they make they make a whole bunch of speakers that are waterproof, water resistant these days too. Yeah, you know, so it's not impossible given current technology. I think the good Cruise old sunset. Off into the sunset for sure here. 
Windows uh, rolled down. Yes. The breeze. Hand, hand out the much... window. You're doing like the weird like surf thing with your arm and your hand. <laughs> In the wind. <laughs> yes. That's, that's what I'm envisioning. Um, do, do you, does one do this on the sunroof or is it just on the the window to your left or Usually right? Usually on the side windows, yeah. Okay. I'm very much if I'm the passenger, I'd like to stick my arms out of the sunroof. <laughs> uh for no other reason just to feel alive because i i think the wind feels faster there oh it is a bit more intense it's a little different yeah yeah um yeah hopefully you're cruising with your sunglasses and uh enjoying your lovely summer or if it's not summer hopefully maybe you can think of warmer happier times (laughs) (laughs) so cheers um enjoy navigating through that minefield all right bye take care 